Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to Particular. Hello, Julia. Hello. hello, hello, Anastasia. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really excited for our guest today. So maybe you can introduce her? Oh, yes, I can. <laughs> we have Amanda Baker with us today. She's a story strategist. She's a storyteller and she's a creator of uh, methodology. And it's called Five Stories Methodology. She's done a TED talk and uh, she's a writer and uh, she is pregnant. And uh, that is important because we are going to be talking to her about her methodology, about the ways to tell your story uh, or your brand story through five distinct steps. And also about being creative, being a creative entrepreneur and being pregnant and preparing for motherhood. So let's listen. Amanda, hello and uh, welcome to Particular. How are you today? Hello. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm feeling good. Been for a lovely walk, eating some food, got a nice glass of lemon squash next to me. So yeah, so far so good. I'm feeling, and I'm here with you. So having this wonderful conversation, which I have been looking forward to. So yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. And I think before we ask you to introduce yourself, I want to ask you a question that we usually ask all our guests. So can you rate your creativity from one to 10? Either today or this week, you can decide the, 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 the duration. So yeah, how would you rate it? One to 10, gosh. And obviously like 10 being top, one being bottom, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can be honest. You can be honest. Just, just checking it. Yeah. Well, yeah. in all honesty, I've been in a little bit of a creative like... Uh, like I don't know what you call it I'm just going to express it in that way like it's been quite I'm going through a transition with my business at the moment um I'm also like over halfway through pregnancy with my first child Yay, which is definitely I know. It's <laughs> exciting. So I'm still processing like all of the like I mean I'm just like oh my gosh I'm gonna I'm becoming a mother like I'm technically a mum now with this little human growing in my belly it's just so weird it's so odd it's so odd it's but big, exciting yeah. it is big I feel like this is the biggest thing I've ever done and I'm like <laughs> I don't even know that I'm doing it it's just happening <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like oh hey there's like a bump there now um but yeah and that's definitely had an impact on my creativity I think highs and lows when it comes to being creative right but I, I guess in, to to be um to, to rate myself I'd probably say this week way better than last week because I wasn't very well last week um so this week I'll probably say Meh. Oh, I need to be kinder to myself so I'm going to give myself a 7.5 yeah okay okay, okay that's, that's nice. so, so that was was the kindness premium what did you <laughs> want to say in the beginning probably three <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a big kindness premium. <laughs> oh, no, You're I'm very trying. kind to yourself. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I think it's so important that I was even saying to my friends the other day, I was like, oh, we need to be kinder to ourselves, man. Why do we beat ourselves up all the time? Why do we always make ourselves feel bad for just being who we are in that moment? It just doesn't mm -hmm. make sense. And the only person we're hurting is ourselves. So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to practice that. So I thought, you know what? You've given me an opportunity to just practice that right now. So yeah, 7.5. Let's go with that. Okay, we'll take that. We'll take that. She <laughs> we'll was kind that. to herself. 
yeah. I encourage, I encourage yeah. kindness to ourselves. Come on, if that's one thing that people can take away from this pod, be kind to yourself today. Give yourself a compliment. Look in the mirror and tell tell yourself that you look bloody great. Or I don't know, you like that T-shirt? Wear it. Whatever you know. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's certainly something we need to do more often. But it's really mm. hard to do as well. I I, I must say. But yeah. um. Yeah, Amanda, um, I want to take responsibility of me and Julia and give it to you to introduce yourself and tell us what you do, what's your business about, and mm. yeah, we can go from there. Thank you. I always get when someone, whenever people say, right, you're going to introduce yourself, I'm just like, oh, please. I like it when people do it for me. It sounds better. Um, <laughs> I feel like we all maybe feel like that in some way, right? We will do that in the intro that we're going to okay, record cool. without you. So you can listen to that afterwards. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I always get goosebumps when other people talk about who I am and what I do. I'm just like, oh, that sounds good. I'm nicking that. Um, so yeah, I'm Amanda Baker and I am a storytelling expert. And the work that I do is with this methodology called The Five Stories. And The Five Stories is a methodology that I created to help people and businesses learn how to tell their story by breaking it down into five. And those five stories are the origin story, the empathy story, the purpose story, the product story, and the vision story. And each one of those stories has a role to play in connecting us with each other. Um, and yeah, I just really believe in the work and I believe that it's work that we all need and must do if we want to show up in the world more authentically as ourselves and feel more free and build better more meaningful connections with other human beings it's to me it's the work that we need to do as as humans um so yeah that's me so do you use it more for marketing strategy for uh companies products and uh something like that or is it applicable to people as well well yeah it's a great question and we've only just started doing it on a person-to-person -person perspective because it's always when I created it, it it was the origin story of the five stories it was born from doing work in advertising and creative agencies working with different brands to help them create their purpose mission and vision statements which is The work that you do when you're doing a brand strategy project, when you're trying to figure out what a company stands for and what it means to their customers to make sure that they are communicating in a way across all their marketing channels that their customers can connect with and relate to. And of course, off the back of that, buy, buy because of those messages and those stories. Um, and that's what I used to do. I was on sort of on a CV, uh, a brand strategist. Um, and that's where the work of five stories came from because I was I was always right I was spending days writing like doing the research listening to the company and the founders and the key stakeholders and the CEO and, the, and, and all the leaders tell me their story from their perspective like this is who we are this is this is why we matter this is what we do um this is our vision I'm like yeah that's cool that's cool all right now we need to go and make sure that you're on the same page as your customers so let's go and let's go and hear their side of the story because you got your side great awesome thumbs up but let's go and make sure that that's that resonates and that connects with your your customers but then we'd go and do the, all of this research listen to their customers ask them questions off the back of that 
the insight that we got from the workshops with the lead, leadership team. Um, and then what we, we, we do or what I would do specifically is I would then work out, OK, well, what's the story that they share together, the company and the audience? What are the things, what are the values they share, what are the beliefs they share, what are the experiences they share that can bring the company and who they are, what they stand for together with, with their customers, which will in time drive more sales and create better, more meaningful connections, communities, for example. Um, and what I would find is when I present, so I'd spend days writing these purpose, mission and vision statements, and they'd literally be like that much copy. And like the company that I'd work for would get paid a shit ton of money for it. Like I'm talking like six figures, like big, big money. And then I'd present it to like the leadership team and they'd just be like, yeah, that's great, tick box. And I'm like, this is more than a tick box. Like, come on, this is who you are and what you stand for. Tick box, like, are you shitting me? Like, no, it's not. It's so much more than that. This is your heartbeat. This is how you build your culture. This is the foundation for everything that you stand for and how you communicate it to the world. You need to believe this shit. Like, you need to feel this stuff. Because you know what? Your customers feel this too. And if you don't believe this as leaders, then what the hell are you doing here? Just to fill your pockets? Like, no, I'm not cool with that. So that's kind of like how and, and then I was just like well and then as we started getting approached by lots of different purpose-driven startups and scale companies who cannot afford to be paying 80 to 100k for an agency to do brand strategy work and in my view it was just it's it's just not fair like they should get access to this too and there's so many businesses that fail like 90% of startups fail in the first three years my previous companies were were one of those and and it's mainly because of lack of product market fit but what does that mean when you break it down lack of product market fit means you're telling the wrong story to the wrong group of people like you've just got your communications wrong you've just got your story wrong like you haven't done the work so five stories was just like okay well how do you tell your story and it's like yeah you need to tell your story all these marketing strategy people like yeah you just need to tell your story man i'm like give people a way like give people a map for that so that's how the five stories came about because I was like actually do you know what the story breaks down it's not purpose purpose and mission and vision like that still stands and there's so still so many agencies that deliver that work and some do it great some don't um but you know that's cool that's the way it's kind of always been done but I'm like no it's more it's more than that there's each story has a role to play in connecting a business or a person who's building their personal brand around because they're a coach or something like that for example each story has a role to play in, in connecting that company with the people it's telling that story to and I also think that we need to make it we need to make this work more accessible we need to make it more fun we need to make it more like like something like a practice something that businesses and, and people can go back to time and time and time again because Things are always going to change. The world is changing. People are changing. Needs are changing. Wants are changing. What we care about is changing. We have, where do you go when things are changing? When you're just like, oh my God, like, like, oh, it's not working anymore. Where do you go when you're, when, when you're just like lost and confused about what you're actually doing and why you're doing the work? There's nowhere to go. So that's why five stories exist, because I believe that that's the map back to who we are and what we stand for as businesses and as people. And on each of the methodologies, so you uh, not methodologies, but types of stories, can you elaborate a little bit on each of them? Yes. Yeah, so let's start with the first one, which is origins. The origin story is all about 
the journey and the beginning. So it's why did you start? Like, let's talk about it from a business perspective. Why did you, and if we're working with founders or leaders who are kind of at the helm of this business, like driving this business and the creators of the company, um, the origin story is always about the beginning. What inspired you to start this business? What experience did you go through or what happened to you as a, as a creator, as a founder that made you want to start this business because you wanted to solve a problem or do something better than what it, how it's already been done? Um, so I've just kind of given you my origin story for five stories um, and the purpose rolled into all of it and also a bit of empathy as well. So, well, yeah, go for it, can Jimmy. I ask you something? Um, when, yes, when what inspired you to start the business or the company or something? But the most honest answer probably to that is I just needed more money <laughs> or something like that, because why else to start a business? Yeah, I mean, it's different. It's different for everybody. Um, the people that just want more money aren't people that I want to work with, if I'm completely honest with you. Um, if it's just for profit, if it's just to fill your pockets, like, nah, um, I, I, I work with people who are starting companies because they want to make people's lives better in some way, big or small. They're doing good in the world. They are purpose-driven, impact-driven. They want to actually make meaning in the world. Um, so the people that are just like, I just want to make more money, I'm just like, that's great. That's great. <laughs> Good luck with mm-hmm. that. Like, well, what to do? What, how would you um, give me advice on how to how to access this story within myself? Because for what I'm, I think what I'm trying to say is, usually everybody tells this. Why are you doing this? What's the underlying passion, or what is it that's driving you? But when you think about it, it's often very difficult to see it yourself. It's oh yes. Often, like I'm just I just need to do something and I'm not sure. Mm. It's a lot of it's hard to see yourself from the outside, right? Of mm. it's hard to just get one thing and say this is what's driving me. Usually it's a lot of a lot of intertwined things. How what I don't know, questions to ask oneself or something else. Yeah, so are you talking about it from like a personal perspective? Let's talk about personal perspective, yeah. Yeah, cool, that's cool. Um, So the way we work is we always do like an introduction, like meet with the person that we're unpacking the story for and helping them to understand it and learn how to tell it. So the origin questions are always going to be bespoke for that individual because of what we heard in that introduction. Um, But typically questions that we'll ask is, talk to me about your experiences growing up. Like who inspired you growing up? Um, talk to me about your most meaningful, the most meaningful moments in your career that have led to you becoming who you are today. Things like that. Those are the questions that we ask because those are the questions that give you like the sort of cookie crumbs to who you are today and why you do what you do, why you believe what you believe and what, why you care about what you care about and how that connects to your work and how that connects to why you show up to do the work. So it's, it's, it's different. Like, I couldn't, I mean, questions is like, from a business perspective if we're working with leaders and founders it will be okay talk to me about what inspired you to begin start this business or what happened that gave you that I have an idea we could do this better like was there an experience that you went through with the toothbrush then the toothbrush wasn't cleaning your teeth properly so you thought you know what actually we can create a better toothbrush that's more sustainable and healthy and, and better for the planet because it's made out of bamboo but it's also going to clean my teeth like so much better and be better for my gums and da, 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 and I'm going to create that 
because I care about that. Do you know what but, I mean? Like that's yeah. That's but what kind if of... they? But off, what if the answer to that is not very unusual or original? Like I like drawing, or I just like doing this or that. I it's just what I've always done. Then that's their story, and then we'll <laughs> move on to the next one and unpack it even more because our job is to find out the truth. Our job is to listen and find out how they do their work differently to make sure that they're rising above all the samey samey bs noise in the world that has no meaning to to help them get the 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 traction and and connection that they deserve through their content and through how they show up in the world and communicate um so if that's their story i just like drawing of course we'll always dig deeper into that okay well, well why do you like drawing there's a lot of whys involved. If you don't ask the whys, you're not going to find the why behind the why. Like, you have to keep going. Um, and I hear you. And trust me, I have worked with clients and worked with people. And actually, when I was speaking to one of my coaching clients, um, story coaching clients this morning, um, a leadership coach over in Australia, I was just like, she was like, I feel like I'm talking too much. I was like, no, 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 keep going, keep going. Because actually, the more you talk, the more you let your soul because I believe like when you're in flow, when people, people call it rambling, I don't believe it's rambling. I think it's just your soul trying to let some stuff out because you just need to get it out. And it's always so trapped by all the distractions, demands that the world puts on us every single day. Sometimes you just need that space to just let it flow. So I'm like, yeah, let it flow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sounds like therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. I do get, like when I'm wor- working one-on-one with founders, leaders, um who want to understand their story and learn how to tell it so they can show up more authentically on social media for example which is kind of like the thing that people want to do these days people want to show up and be more of who they are through their content which I'm I'm all for I'm like yeah we need more of that um it it, I do get people do describe this like therapy I even considered doing a doing some sort of educational like doing some learning and going back to school uni whatever to to go and do a therapist like learn how to be a therapist. I was like, oh, maybe this is my future thing. Maybe I'll be good at that. But I'm gonna stick to the story for now. I don't know. Maybe they come together one day. But cool. anyway, another another chapter, another book. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's move to the second story, which is purpose. Mm. So the second story is empathy. Empathy. Um, okay. Empathy. Yeah. So you got origin empathy. They have actually switched around. It used to be empathy. And then it used to be purpose. It, they, they've moved around a little bit. Okay. But as I said earlier, we've done a little bit of, um, we've done been doing some business development at Five Stories and we've repositioned yeah. and, and, and showing right. up a bit differently. It's your, it's your methodology. Walk us through it. Yeah. I will walk you through it. Yep. So the purpose story, sorry, gosh, I'm getting my brain bottled up now. The empathy story is all about how you're feeling and why you're feeling in that way. Um, but it's also about how your audience are feeling and why they're feeling that way and making sure that the experiences that you share with the people you're telling the story to are connected. So the empathy, you can only have empathy, like true empathy when you listen. Um, So from a business perspective, to have empathy and to actually nail down that empathy story, um, we understand the experiences from like the creators of the business first, like what they experienced and went through, which inspired them and encouraged them to do something about it and, and do something differently and start their business and solve that problem, for example. But we'll also go and um, listen to their customers or, or potential customers um, to understand from their experience what they've been going through and 
and how they're feeling and why they're feeling that way and, and actually how that connects to the story that the company's telling to. Um, empathy can only exist when you listen. Um, from a personal perspective, empathy, again, it comes down to your audience because, of course, if you're doing trying to connect with your story and learn how to tell it from a personal perspective, we'll always be like, okay, who are you telling this story to? Or who do you want to listen? Because if you want them to, if you want these this group of people to listen, you need to listen to them as well. Um, you need to make sure that the story is 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 shared, um, mm-hmm. the experience and that feeling is shared. Um, the next story is the purpose story, and the purpose is all about okay, well, this is why we're here. This is who. This is why we're here and what we stand for. Um, and under that, you sort of we go, we unpack um, values. Like values are what we what we what we care about. Um, and also beliefs as well, what we what we what we believe. But because we've already gone through the origin and the empathy, we've already got story springboards which start to um, inform the purpose story. So we we're already shaping from each story the next one um, and teeing up the questions that need to be asked in that next story to make sure that we get to the heart of it. After you've got purpose, you have the product story. The product story is all about what you do and how you do it differently call it the thing that only you can do um because anyone could do what you do but they can't do it how you do it you know so it's really understanding and unpacking the how um so that's the that's the product and then the final story is the vision story which is all about where you're going as a business or where you're going as an individual the future that you want to be a part of and how your work is contributing to that future to create the change that you want to see in them or in people's lives so yeah those are the five stories can we go sort of a little bit back and if we take as an example this I like drawing story and for example I'm I want to create a small business or develop my whatever social media brand uh, can we do it together with this particular example so if we go back to empathy as a person who wants to draw or do whatever um, who the should listen to or where to find the people to listen to or to learn from about what (laughs) so is your question how do you find those people to go and listen to to be honest i'm not extremely clear on what empathy uh, means who is supposed to be empathetic towards whom in this particular Mm -hmm. section well, for empathy to exist, that person who's having empathy or that business that's having empathy needs to hear the person who's experiencing something, right? They're going through something, they're feeling a certain way. So empathy can only exist when, when, when you hear their story. And for a business to hear the story, they need to actually physically listen, like in a focus group or on a one-on-one conversation with the call um, with someone. And then they need to in- integrate that into their story. Mm-hmm. So and it's basically the, the potential clients. So they audience. listen to them. Research. The so, audience. Yeah, the customers. Yeah, yeah they're audience. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if I like to draw and I want to sell more of my drawings, I find people who I want to sell to. Yeah, exactly. But, and, but that, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that that leads us to thinking about what the market is for my product, right? So Correct. Yeah. Why is it this step and why is it not much further along the story development? Because I think once 
at the at the point where I just know my origin story, mm-hmm. I already have to jump into who am I selling to and who is the focus, who is the target audience, which is kind of quite advanced. It's an advanced um, step. Mm-hmm. Why is it here, and how do you approach it? It's there because you can't have a business without knowing who you're creating your business for. I mean, it's kind of a bit of from 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 my perspective. I I see that as a as a as a no brainer. Before you, if if you want to sell your drawings, before you even think about selling the drawings, you need to be really clear about who you want to sell your drawings to, and why they might want and care about your drawings, and what they might be experiencing with other people who are selling drawings to them that isn't quite working for them you need to know your audience if you don't know your audience you're not going to be able to sell you're not you know you're not going to be able to sell so that's why the empathy stories is actually we used to have it as the first story because yeah it is meant to be uncomfortable it is meant to be a bit like oh gosh i don't know well get to know get to know <laughs> like i mean if you don't know then why are you building a business like how does one find a potential customer to listen to? For example, mm-hmm. going back to drawing, if I want to sell to extra rich people, if I want to go into fine art, uh, whatever museums and uh, thousands of uh, pounds or dollars, um, obviously I don't have probably, we it's a hypothetical situation. You don't have people like that in your immediate um surroundings how do you find them or if we go in the different direction there would be like a wide instagram audience for example for cute little drawings that would sell like for five pounds or whatever so how do you find those people who are not around you as again as a person who's just starting i think the way we've advised before and way we've worked with people in the uh, super early days is um, your network and your friends of friends, you know, that's, there's people all around us. Um, Even going into town and just stopping people in the street. Um, Just, yeah, friends of friends going into town and stopping people from the street. If that feels really uncomfortable for you, then you've got social media, DM people, drop people a message, like, Engage in that way. LinkedIn's great if it's a B2B or even a B2C. It doesn't really matter. People are people at the end of the day. Just talk to some people and what, even what? even just pick five because when you start talking to people and asking them those questions about why they might, you know, what they're looking for, what they're struggling with at the moment, how they're feeling about a certain thing, why they're feeling that way about that certain thing. And you're starting to connect things in your mind and get clearer about who you might be for, who your work might exist for. And then you can just start to really get clear about who is that first best customer, aka early adopter, or the people that are most that you want to buy your business or, or connect with your business most. That's the only way to start doing that is just to start communicating and, and getting out there and asking those those questions and getting to know, carving out that time to get to know your your potential customers um yeah that's I think it is it is literally just as easy as that really I know that it's not easy (laughs) to be honest but it's as as simple it's as simple as that it's getting out there and and speaking to just speaking to people and learning from those people who your people are Mm -hmm. okay um 
let's imagine we've done that and we know who we want to sell to. So the next one is purpose, right? Yeah. Yeah. So with the purpose, so I I know that um, I know who I'm selling to. And the purpose of selling is to get more money. <laughs> sorry, maybe I'm fixed some money. But I you know why I'm I'm sort of sorry if it feels a bit like I'm interrogating you, but I always feel like it's so difficult to answer those questions. And it's mm, so difficult it is. to go through all of this. It it sounds simple, just as you said. This story, this story, purpose, this, that. And then when you sit down and think, nothing comes to mind because mm. it's just too much work too much inner workings to you um to go through and i feel like the support should be given at every step and it's so it's yeah i don't know <laughs> let's get back to, to the purpose so how do you identify your purpose that apart from i need money to pay my rent mm-hmm. yeah your purpose really comes down to why you're doing starting that business it comes down to the meaning behind it it comes down to the why why are we doing this work why am I doing this work why does this matter to me but also why does this matter to my audience too it is hard work and it's not for everybody some people do just want to start a business to go make money and that's cool and there's many people out there that do do it that way and do want to do it that way and they're very content and they're happy to do it that way and that's cool those are those people um, and those are those businesses. But the businesses that 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 we work with specifically are the businesses that want more connection and want to actually show up with more meaning. And they want their purpose driven, their impact driven. They want to create change in the world. They want to make an impact. They want to make the world a better place and leave it better than how it was when they arrived by creating something, by doing something different. And And that's the businesses that we work with. But yeah, you're right. It's not for everyone. And it is difficult. These questions are difficult, which is why we guide people and guide businesses along that. Like, we don't just say, hey, here you go. Here's your five stories. Go and buy. <laughs> like, we, that's not how we work at all. We coach. We consult. We go on the journey with them because telling your story and doing that work alone and doing that work on your own is really hard, but you're so close to it. You're so in the bubble of it all. It's really hard to see the meaning and the why it's hard to connect with all that stuff when you're do- so busy doing the day to day and you're so focused on trying to get the money through the door and trying to survive but the work is fundamental to the success of businesses because people just showing up and trying to sell stuff isn't enough anymore consumers want more consumers want to know that they're being seen and heard and that there's products out there that actually and businesses out there that actually care about them that actually know them and are actually building things that are going to make their lives better in some way big or small like that's what consumers want. So businesses that don't don't align with with that, I don't think they're going to do very well. But mm-hmm. have you had any any clients uh, during your uh, like working in this business that you sense that they're inventing those stories? You know, there's a lot of like, for example, greenwashing happening, and mm-hmm. people are creating those purposes, creating those why I was inspired. Do you sense that with your experience now? And like, what do you do in this case? Yeah, there's a lot of greenwashing. There is, I think. Um, yeah, you do. Set, there's, there's lots of BS out there, of course. I think, 
the 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 real stories and the and the truth is it come it come you just know like as 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 a person who's leading this work and working directly with founders like it, it's a feeling that you get when someone's you're asking questions and someone's responding and you can just tell if someone's trying to bullshit you and and and, and, and make it all up but I think it's and I think consumers can as well they can just tell it's just like well if you don't back it up with the action like purpose is action right you can't just have some words on a bit of paper and this is actually stuff that frustrated me when I was doing the work working in agencies it, it's like you have this really fancy purpose statement but then it wasn't backed up with action it wasn't backed up with actual data to show how the impact is being made um, and that this is something that this company ultimately really does stand for and, and care about because they're actually actively doing the work to create that change through their product or their service and they've got reports that they're releasing to show that that they are getting closer to their ultimate vision which is to I don't know again this is very broad make the world a better place in some way people are small so so what do you do in the situations when you're coaching a client and you can see maybe they're not lying to you maybe they're lying to themselves maybe they're just maybe yeah. it's not like greenwashing maybe it's like I want again back to my drawing example I want um I don't know I don't know um, like the hotels the expensive hotels all over the world look fancier than they are for example I don't know some sort of art artsy fartsy purpose but in if you kind of go deeper in depth that will be for ego or for yeah. some something else which still could be true but what what is presentable to the world is not as true what would you do with the client like that who is not prepared to tell the truth not only to you but to themselves maybe we haven't really had any clients like that who have not been prepared to tell the truth because we we've just not got to that stage where we've worked with someone and, and worked with a business or worked with a part, an individual who's who's been who who who, who thinks that way or is, is working in that way um so we have so we have like our onboarding process which kind of filters out the the, the clients that we want to work with and the clients that we don't um but if it did happen what I do in that situation um I guess it's it's really it's, it's trying to inspire well talking to them about what happens if they don't speak the truth and then they get found out like you know th at the end of the day like if you lie it's only a matter of time if you lie about who you are and what your business is and why your business you, know, you come up with some crap that that actually is just some words but you're not backing it up with stuff you're it's only going to fall back on you later on when you grow and you scale and you've got more employees work if you who are just like hold on a minute you you're meant to be this company that believes in this and that stands for this but actually that's all bullshit you're going to lose employees you're going to lose customers your your bottom line is going to be impacted it's only a matter of time before that happens so um i guess it would be some kind of like tough conversations with the the leaders um and also a decision for us as a business whether we want to continue going forward with with a company that that doesn't want to be truthful and authentic and wants to lie because that goes against our values so to be honest I'd probably if they didn't want to do the work the way the work should be done in what I would consider the right way they're not I wouldn't want to continue working with them so yeah 
That's mm-hmm. that's really really impressive when you see businesses that stand by their values in 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 like in reality, you know, because there's a lot of you know beautiful websites. Here are our values. Here's what we stand for, and then you find mm-hmm. out that basically there's the percentage of the staff is like mostly men. Uh, it's yeah. a toxic environment, blah blah. blah. Yeah. So that's that's a lot mm-hmm. of happening. But I wanted to uh, before we move on from the purpose, I wanted to ask so. What is the purpose behind your business then? So, yeah, yeah, so the stories. um, Why do you want to help people create their stories? Oh, I love it when people ask me this question. I was actually on a walk earlier, like talking about this just to myself on a voice note, answering questions (laughs) for myself. Um, so so well, yeah, great timing. Tip, by yeah, the yeah. way, tip for preparing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like actually when I do coaching clients, uh, work with coaching clients, and and work with other businesses. It always kind of the work that I do inspires me to do the work for myself and my business as well. And it's a constant practice. It's not a one-time thing, because as you were saying, Julia, like things get so busy, things happen, things you get distracted, you get yeah even in our you know cash flow issues especially in the early days where you're having to really try and trying to make decisions that are going to get in the cash just quickly because you're going to be having a baby in three months for example do you know what I mean like that th- there's stuff that can really really knock you off your knock you off your purpose and distract you and, and demand you in different ways and and so which is why it's always important to, to connect back to that work so what's our purpose so our purpose and, and what so why do we do five stories why is this work with five stories so important the work is so important because in today's world I think we're all craving connection more than ever before I think we're all craving more meaning from and value from the content that we're seeing and we see a lot of content every day. And from the conversations that we have with people, I think we really all, and it's a basic human need is to feel connected to other people and feel connected to other things. Whether that's a business or a person, like that's what we want. We want to feel seen. We want to feel understood. We want to feel heard. But you can only feel seen, heard and understood when you you're, you know your story and when you hear your story in other stories because and that's why I think the work is so important and that's fundamentally why this work is so important because the more we learn how to tell our stories and the more we practice that the more we give others each other whether it's a business to a business or a business to a person or a person to a person the more we give each other permission to tell 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 art tell theirs the more we give people permission to tell their story and it's just like this beautiful kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Understanding, constant understanding of who we are. Because when you share a story, what you're doing is you're helping someone else see themselves in that story. And that's the magic of it. Because it's just like we're always, we're, we're on this planet, always constantly, we share, all share a journey. And that journey is figuring out who we are. And a lot of us die not knowing who we are. Like, most of us do actually die actually not knowing ever knowing who we who we are but what if we did what if we moved for this world having more clarity around that feeling more confident around that and being able to show up so unapologetically authentically with that and from a business perspective too you know if businesses were more honest were more real actually 
communicated in a more in more of a human way less about banging on about the product and the service and the function and the features and actually all of the the what stuff and talked about more of the the heart and the emotion less of the ego stuff how how would that what what would that look like you know would employees feel more buzzed about going to work would they want to show up more would they want to work harder and 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 be a part of 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 that working day more with other people would they want to you know would that make them more connected to to the to the mission with the business and make them want to you know tell their friends and talk about it more would in my mind I'm just like the story is the the story is the compass and the story is the vehicle it's it's it's, it really is it's it's everything really without our stories like who are we who even are we (laughs) I don't know that's that's getting deep (laughs) yeah yeah it is deep but it is deep but Mm -hmm. yeah I think I think your your uh, methodology would really like greatly apply in relationships as well and also (laughs) as a way of filtering Mm. people when you like start dating imagine Mm. a date where you would ask a person (laughs) okay here we go here's the methodology I'm using tell me your five stories let's start from the origin (laughs) for example (laughs) you're you're not the first person that said that you know my business coach is just like five stories for, for dating apps I'm like, yeah. I think yeah. that's that. That I could think, be a I cool think, niche. Yeah. It 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 could. I'm trying not to overwhelm myself though. I'm trying to stay focused. <laughs> okay. And I don't, but yeah. no, I'm I'm with you. I think I, I think that's the beauty of and which is why which is why we've gone through this bit of this transition. And why also I talk about it in this deep way and then segue into for a person for an individual and business. Um I think that's how you know it's, it is five stories for businesses five stories for individuals um at the moment we're doing it from like a brand perspective it's like under the branding umbrella but you're right when it comes down to connection and belonging and finding connection with the people that you're actually genuinely connected to (laughs) like the five stories is a great map is a great way it's like a connection map to bring two people who actually do share experiences together and share values and share beliefs it's yeah i mean if it doesn't exist then you heard it here first folks so you know (laughs) okay Okay, because me and my girlfriend like we regularly try to do like check-ins and basically like you know just to ask like how are you feeling and like what are your plans like I mean like in, in relationship wise and yeah yeah I think yeah I think I'll try to ask her about mm. the five stories now <laughs> yeah now for your next meeting in your calendar you can put in the questions yeah. as well yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can pilot that that could be a yeah, yeah a new product story under the five stories <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah 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 oh by the way so next step is product isn't it Yes, where where were we at? Purpose, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. So we talked about purpose. Now product. Okay, I'm drawing. Uh, so what should I know? What should I ask myself to find out my product? What my product is? Well, a lot of the time we come into the product story. The product story when we work when we work with businesses and also people as well on an individual level. Um, it's always quite overcomplicated. Like it's, it's always like. Because we we work typically 
what have done in the past with lots of sort of tech companies who love to just throw in the acronyms and all these buzzwords that are only known in their industry and it's just like what does that even mean and I guess that's the question that we ask a lot under product it's like okay but what does that mean for your audience what does that mean for your potential customers what does that mean for your employees we're always asking that but one of the main questions that we ask is okay we'll talk to us about what do you do like what do you do and you need to talk about what you do in a sentence like you need to explain it in a sentence sometimes we also limit it to just four words um and we also do in workshops as well um with leaders we we say okay well one of you is 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 seven and the other one is a salesperson trying to sell to your product to the seven-year-old and we do this exercise and what that does is just and the seven-year-old is literally I don't understand can you please explain that more can you simplify that just to help get into this space of just keep it simple just keep it clear keep it concise get to the point of what it is that you do but then we go into okay well how do you do it differently to your competitors um which is the other thing that strengthens that that product story because like I said earlier you know there's loads of people that are going to there's many social media platforms for example but what is the thing that only you can do LinkedIn that Instagram can't do that Twitter or whatever the new brand name is can't do do you know what I mean what is it that makes you different that makes that will make people want to choose you above these ones or spend more time on your platform above these ones oh well LinkedIn we're all about helping people to build those 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 connections that could lead to new business for example I don't know do you know what I mean like just stuff like that mm-hmm. so so that's 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 the best product getting into that stuff well a lot of um tech tech companies are well, what what I think tech companies are, I imagine they're a little bit better at this because they their purpose is to solve some problem. Mm. Well, any product is supposed to solve some problem. But if we yeah. speak of creative products like drawings or um, whatever creative whatever creative services you could imagine, like mm-hmm. concepts, even you know branding. Mm-hmm. this or that what would you ask a brand like that that is not providing a service but is providing some creative input or advice or creative product that is art so more from what an art you, perspective yeah yeah what, what should they ask themselves as a brand techniques for example what inspires what what inspires their art their drawing where does that come from um again it's kind of then just really home like really kind of focusing in on what makes them different um and what makes them different actually for for artists and and, and people who are working in the creative industries really focusing on on that backstory around you know what why they draw in a certain way for example they might just draw a watercolor okay well we'll we'll let's understand why that makes them different and how they do it differently. Maybe they draw certain 
maybe their technique is line drawings, but they only draw pets, animals, for example. Okay, cool. Well, now we're getting clearer about what makes you different and and how your work shows up. And also, it also helps us to get clearer about your audience as well. well we're targeting people with pets, potentially, who love animals. Um, okay, cool. Well, if it's line drawing and animals, then maybe our audience are people who have pets who want to have really cool, unique pictures of their pets on the wall. Cool. Let's go and find them. Let's partner with pets at home. I don't know. Whatever. But do you know what I mean? It's kind of really getting into the technique side of things and what inspires that artist, that creative to do things the way that they do it. Um, so really getting into the detail of how they do it um, differently. And, and and it also, they're, they're the creator. So actually sometimes a product story, um, if it is a creative business slash a creator, product story really does come down from you as a human, as, 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 the, as the creator. So it's something that. So actually you dial up the origin story more in the product because it's it's coming from you you're the artist um so really kind of selling that of the story um because that makes more sense for that that company i would say but do you leave space for adapting the story so for example i do drawings but i want Mm -hmm. to do different types of drawings and for Uh each person like for each client i will say for this I do watercolor because you want watercolor, and for this I do that. So, will it um, kind of you know get away the originality of my story, or is it okay to have many stories inside one, like the product phase, for example? Yeah, I think it's. I think your story is always going to be your story is a living and breathing thing. It's never just one story. It's a story that's constantly living breathing evolving evolving as you evolve because you're the you are the story you know so there's always going to be room for for telling multiple stories underneath your product for example because it may be that actually do you know what what's inspiring me today and what's getting me out of bed to do this work is drawing with watercolor and not doing line drawings with pens like that's what I want to do but you still have your style. You still have your way of doing it. You know, you're not copying anyone else. You're doing it the way that you do it. It's your, it's your talent. It's your gift. It's your way of doing the work. So it's understanding, okay, well, what is your way of doing the work? Maybe, maybe it's, I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe you, your work, your pieces of art always come with a poem. That's what, do you know what I mean? It's like, or maybe your pieces of art always, there's something else that attaches to it, which creates this experience around it. I, again, I'm, I don't know exactly what that is, but but that's that's what we need to unpack and understand. Um, you know, what, what, what makes your art a better piece of art to go for and choose instead of going on Etsy and just scrolling through and having a look at cool watercolor paintings from someone that I don't really know or really care about or whatever, you know, it comes down to you as an artist, what your values are, what you stand for as an artist and why you want to create, you know, it might even just come down to you be as a creative, what, where this want and need and passion for creating has come from, curiosity for creating has come from. And we bake that into your product story, for example, yeah, like for example, if you if if you're selling your experience, for example, as a creator, I don't know, uh, 
you yeah. you're telling stories as well like on tiktok you like maybe you could consider that selling your experience as well because it shaped you so yeah yeah i th i think i think all those stages it really it's really cool that they combine in themselves a very big like what you would usually get a big boring report it yeah. really combines into five uh cool personal stories but the yeah. next one is uh vision that's it yeah i love it yeah you got it you got it, you got it. yeah the next one is vision um and the vision story is all about um well we could do from a business perspective it could be about the change they want to create and the future they want to be a part of and see and how their their service or their product is 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 contributing towards that change um for example one of our um past clients was a company called ocean bottle um and they they're a bottle that um for every one bottle it collects 1000 plastic bottles from the ocean um and also their bottles um the bottom part is made out of ocean brown plastic and they're all about well we're not going to stop until there's no more plastic in the ocean um like that's their vision basically their vision is for a world where um there's ocean brown plastic doesn't exist anymore but the oceans are clear and clean and coral is thriving and life is you know turtles aren't dying and you know all of, do you know what i mean all of that good stuff um so so from a business perspective that would be the vision but also from a personal perspective as well i'm actually working with some people at the moment on their vision story um and actually it could just be your goals like how do you want your life to feel how do you want your 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 day-to-day -to, -day to feel like do you know what my vision is to only be working three days a week and I want to be living in the in in, in Jamaica and I want to be like like chilling doing work that brings me joy making enough money so I can pay for my <laughs> beautiful little um place on the beach and enjoy life that's my vision cool great amazing like visions come in all different shapes and sizes I'm a big fan of go big or go back to bed but some people like to keep it real and realistic i'm a big fan of that too i think you need something really big but you also need those practical steps that help you to see that actually that vision is possible and you can get there because a vision story is just you know it's, it's, it's a dream it's an aspiration it's where you want to go but to make it feel real we also need to get clear about okay well what are those things that we're doing that we can do over the next year for example that can get us closer to that vision um so we get into that stuff too just to make it feel feel like it is real and it's not just a set of fancy words on a bit of paper you know so what's the vision of your business every business with a story and you're not gonna stop until every business has a story <laughs> yeah you got it you got it you said the words right out of my mouth um yeah so it's for everyone um every business every person doing good in the world to experience the power of telling their story um so yeah that's that's in its experience the power because and we've we've specifically chosen those words because telling your story is an experience and it is powerful when you get into the rhythm when you get when you when you know how and that's the problem people don't know how they don't have a way to do it and that's why the five stories um why i believe the five stories is such a such a gift such a i mean it was a gift for me just like do you know what i mean i'm just like oh cool this is cool i've created this and now i'm living and breathing and embodying it in my whole life and I'm constantly revisiting it. It's not something that's just done. It's just something that I have baked into how I show up in the world and how I want to feel and how I want to be. I want to be real, mm -hmm. as real as I possibly can be for myself, but for the people that have relationships with me in my, mm -hmm. in my life. 
Um, I have a quick question before we uh, uh, move on. Um, what would you recommend to people that are really scared of being vulnerable and telling their stories? I can tell from myself. So I'm currently like in the process of uh, starting my own business and mm -hmm. I have a story behind it. I have a story of why I want to do that. But sometimes I'm not really comfortable sharing at, you know, very openly. Yeah. I do get better with each time, but sometimes for me I feel like I'm, you know, opening myself too much. I'm I'm being vulnerable and I may expect like some people not being, I don't know, not agree with me and it will hurt me in a way. So what would you tell these people like me? <laughs> What would I tell people like you? Well, firstly, what are you scared of? Uh, I'm scared of um, being faced with um, misunderstanding or basically yeah. people not understanding my purpose or my origin, like in terms of stories. Yeah. So feeling of, uh, I'm scared of feeling of not being understood. Yeah. Yeah. Or being misunderstood. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 which which happens and I guess that comes down to yeah fear fear of being judged fear of being not believed fear of being misunderstood um fear of you showing up with your story but actually you're not kind of maybe it's not showing up practically in your life for example like you're telling a story but it's not actually feeling true in your world right now um so you feel like a like a imposter or whatever there's there's so many things and I think that's that's so natural mm -hmm. and what I would say to someone like that is practice it start mm -hmm. small you don't have to share the whole story which is why the five stories is really great as well because it helps you just to break it down and unpack it so you can start to identify parts of it that actually feel comfortable for you and when you start telling your story and you and you and you start getting into a little bit of a rhythm with it and it might just be you just commit to sharing a post on LinkedIn once a week for example about who you are what you're working on or maybe it might be why what inspired you growing up to to, to become an artist um, that might be a post for example that you write something around and then once you start showing up as you are and sharing your truth and sharing why you do what you do and why it matters to you and people start engaging it that gives you fuel because people then you're like oh gosh I'm out there like people are connecting with me people are engaging with me but I would probably say especially around the vulnerability thing like it's not for everybody um and it takes it really does take practice being vulnerable is a scary it's scary as hell man it's really scary showing up is scary um but unless we all start doing it and just practicing it on a small, you know, little bit by little bit, we'll just always hide ourselves. And I guess it comes down to, you know, why do you want to? Like, also, why do you want to share your story? Is it because you actually want to connect more with people and actually want to build more meaningful connections and, and, and show people who you are and sell your, to, to find the right people to buy your work or do, do collaborations with or whatever that is, I'm not sure. Um, but it's about getting really clear about why first, um, getting really just just understanding why fear shows up and accepting the fact that fear is always going to be there, even for me now. Like every time I post something on LinkedIn and I go, I go in, I go in, I share that I share the real and more stuff. I don't hold back. Mm -hmm. But every time 
sometimes it actually not even sometimes it will take me a good hour or two to create a post sometimes most of the time actually I don't know why I keep saying them sometimes most of the time it will take me <laughs> a few hours and then I'm like my husband I'm just like can you check this can you just make sure it's really all right does it sound too much does it sound like I'm oversharing oh does it sound like I'm really does it sound like I'm failing and I'm talking about that and do you think people are going to be put off by working with me because I'm being so honest about where I'm at with my business right now and how I'm feeling around it all like gosh and in the end I'm just like okay cool if I share this in this rawest and realest form what what am I what am I what am I doing for other people who are going to be engaging with this? Well, what I'm doing for other people is I'm 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 making them feel less alone. I'm sharing a story that actually they're probably feeling too and they're experiencing too, but they won't show up and share it because they feel scared to. So what I'm saying is, hey, here's my story. I know you're probably feeling this too, but and you know what? It's cool. You're not alone, man. You're not alone. We're going through this together. The amount of people that message me on LinkedIn, send me DMs. I even had one yesterday, someone who said, thank you so much for sharing why you're scared shitless about being a mum and about stepping away from your business for, I'd like to step away from it for three months to raise my child in the early, in the early few months, you know, that, that would be my, that would be a vision for me. Um, (laughs) Right now, financially, it doesn't look great, but you know, I've shared this story really openly about why I'm scared shitless about becoming a mum and also becoming a mum who's an entrepreneur and a business owner as well, whose business is not, I've done a TED talk, yes. I've been running five, so I've got a great methodology that people are buying, yes, but not enough. Like, you know, it's it, it's, 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 it's tough. But because I, I faced my fear, fear's there, fear's always there, but fear has a role to play. You know, but it's about me saying to fear, hey, hold up. Do you know what? Like, you need to, I want to share my truth. I want to show up and connect with people because I want to. I want to help people. I want to show people that they're not alone. And this is all a part of my work. This is why I'm here. This is my purpose. So uh, when, when when we do that, the magic happens. That person messaged me was just like, you've given me hope. Like, you sharing your story today has made me feel less alone and has given me hope. That. That is worth that fear. That is worth those two hours. Didn't lead to any money, no. But it did lead to a real authentic emotional connection with someone. And that's what it's about. The money will come. The money will come. Make meaning, the money will come. I really do believe that. And I think connections as well. uh, The stronger connection you build, the longer way it will go. I mean, like in terms of business, I think like yeah. the connections that we spend more time investing really does convert into money. And yes. even if it's not our like main priority, but yeah, I think I think it's valuable. But uh, yeah. you mentioned that the tech talk. How yeah. did it combine with your fear? Gosh, that tech talk. How did it combine with my fear? Oh, I nearly pulled out of it a few times. Um, if I'm honest um, I was well the TED talk was actually meant to be in February um, it then got moved thank thankfully it got moved to May um, I found out I was pregnant in February and then I I've never been pregnant before so I didn't really know what to expect and I just felt <laughs> sick all the time and I felt low on energy all the time and I was emotional and crying all the time but the worst thing was the exhaustion and and that constant feeling of of um nausea like was constant 
um, for a good three months. I literally stopped getting that nausea a week before the TED talk. So mm. it took me, well, it took me a really, I had so much fear around writing that. So, so much fear. Um, fear that I was going to fail, fear that I wasn't worthy of being on that stage, fear that looking at the rest of the speakers, two of them have book deals, one of them works at Google, high up in Google, the other one works high up in Deloitte, like the other one is an ex-footballer, the other one is um, is it, it, this incredible work in Tourette's um, and ADHD, like I'm, I'm just like these are people who are like like incredible and then there's me <laughs> and then there's me who the fuck am I like you know what have I done I've got subtle following I've made fuck all money really in the grand scheme of things and I'm pregnant and I'm really struggling right now and my business is going through a massive pivot and now I'm standing on a, I'm gonna I've been invited to stand on a TEDx TEDx stage because someone's seen something in me which is amazing I'm very grateful for that but now shit I've got to go and do this talk I need to make sure that this is the best thing that's ever going to come from me um well hopefully there's gonna be other great things but you know I need to put, give it my all and I really struggled with that really really struggled not just because of the the pregnancy symptoms but wow the anxiety and the the fear of failing and the fear of not being good enough the imposter syndrome all of that which imposter syndrome I mentioned that in my TED talk it is fear of not being wanted fear of you know perfectionism fear of not being good enough fear of not being enough <laughs> you know I really felt all of that and it was really hard to navigate um and how I got through that was I would was I had a coach I had a coach that would really kind of hold up a mirror and support me with navigating all of that and and crafting crafting my talk. There was about 28 drafts of that TED talk, 28. Um, and it got to a point where I was just so overwhelmed with all of the writing that I'd done, I just couldn't even look at it. And I couldn't even rehearse it or practice it until sort of the like last sort of month leading up to it I'd used to go for walks and just used to go and stand in the forest and rehearse it to trees that was my thing um because <laughs> I just really struggled to well I needed air to make me feel less nauseous um and I just needed to get out of my my flat where I work where my husband works and we're constantly in each other's space it, yeah it was difficult it was really difficult and also no money coming in you know, that was difficult too. And the fact that I've just found out I'm pregnant and I'm going to be a mum at some point this year. Like, whew, yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. But I did it and I've had some really great feedback and I'm really, really proud of myself. Like, so, so proud of myself. Um, it was very emotional, very emotional experience. Every word was from the heart, from the heart and soul. And that talk felt for me like a pivotal moment in my life and my business. And it really made me believe in myself again. Like, I really do feel like do, being invited to do that talk and doing it with all of the stuff going on in my life and all of the change and all of the fear, showing up to do that talk, I'm so, so proud of myself for not giving up. Because I'll tell you what, there were many mornings, many days where I was like, I just can't do this. I just can't. Mm -hmm. How did you get invited to Um so I, was, I went on a podcast and the person that was hosting the podcast invited me to 
did a TED and they were hosting the TEDx. So yeah, that's basically how. Did a talk like this. And then <laughs> at the end of it, we're hosting a TEDx all on how to be true to who you are. I think you'd be great, blah, 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 blah. And, um, and, and that, and I was just like, really? Okay, cool. When? Oh, in a few months. What? Oh, and then it got moved, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> Yeah, wow. Yeah, well, uh, that's great. Just to tell people, come to podcasts more. <laughs> come talk on podcasts. Yes. <laughs> you don't know what happens. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Yeah. yeah. So how are you feeling now, physically, first of all? Uh, physically, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling, I'm feeling much more in my body and I'm feeling very excited now I'm for a stage of feeling really I mean fear's always there like I said it's always going to be there like that's that's all part of being human and I've accepted that it's always going to be there and I you know have have my little chats with fear like hey I know you're here to do your thing but I got this man you can back off a little bit just stop having your beef with me just leave me alone have you have you um, written more letters to fear Not, not recently. No. Well, I journal. I journal. I journal most days. Um, most days I, I wake up and I journal. I love writing. Um, a lot of my, again, a lot of my content on social media is is is, is always kind of sprung, springing out of my journal. Um, and I always tend to start with how I'm feeling um, and why I'm feeling that way, empathy, and that kind of goes into stories and it helps me to better understand who I am in this moment and and what I'm going through and, and all of that kind of stuff but um but yeah no letters to fear no I feel like maybe maybe one's coming up especially like going into so I'm going into like my last sort of three months of of, of being pregnant now and which is kind of apparently apparently where things get really hard um <laughs> and I get really big and I find will find it hard to move around and all of that stuff and go to the toilet a lot so I'm kind of you know bracing myself and yeah I think there'll be a few fear letters around there and then obviously labor I mean bloody hell, I'm scared shitless around that gosh I've got friends that have all got kids and they're telling me their labor stories I'm like please don't just just gosh like oh my god like you're killing me you're killing me you're killing me just I'd rather not know I want to I want it to I want to have some meditation yeah. music I want some candles like just I want it to be a nice experience but I know it's not going to be <laughs> wishful thinking you can only hope but thank you for asking um well it's going to be all right nobody stays pregnant forever so you'll be um you'll be done soon and you'll forget about it that's the best part <laughs> I do hear about I that think... yeah um the forget yeah part. The forget part, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the forget part. Bring it on, bring it on. Woo. Yeah. And, well, then, and then I've got this human. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, now what? <laughs> that you won't be able to forget, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of uh, mental and general, how do you feel? And obviously talking about your post on LinkedIn, uh, which was, which showed up as really vulnerable and I'm sure a lot of women really think about exactly that those things when they think about having or not having kids because once you are in it there are lots of consequences and lots of 
things you have to worry about, first of all, financially. How are you coping with that and what's going on and what do you think? <laughs> Ooh, uh, how am I coping with all of that? Honestly, every day is different. Like some days I'm really, like today's a good day. Today's a good day. Uh, I, I woke up this morning feeling really, feeling feeling calm and feeling believing in myself and trusting that it's going to be okay. Um, last week, I cried a lot. Um, I blamed myself a lot. Um, I had these two, like, I, two sort of things that were showing up, but I feel really unprepared and really fucking scared like like extremely to the point where I'm just like feeling sick um and yeah I think look one thing that I do know is that I'm very blessed I'm a very blessed and privileged human being and I'm very I have a I have an incredible network of friends around me an incredible family close by as well um I'm very blessed to have that so I know that it will be okay my struggle and my anxiety really does come around like come from like this I I just thought I'd be somewhere different at this point in my life at 36 I'm about to be a mum I thought my business would be more financially successful no it's successful in many ways and that's something I've had to really kind of um, sit with a lot. Like, what does success mean to me? What does that look like? Success for me really is that I have the freedom to work when I want to work. I manage my diary and manage my own time. I can choose who I want to work with. They don't align with my values. I mean, at the moment, of course, I'm you know working with as many amazing people and businesses as possible right now. Is definitely on high on my agenda because I've got a maternity fund to save for. But because I'm not getting paid by anybody else, it's me paying me and my company paying me. But it's it's also like really understanding like what does that look like? And when I look at my life, I'm successful in many ways. But the thing that I'm kind of not kicking myself, but I'm just kind of last week I was sort of saying to my husband, like, I just feel ashamed of myself. I feel I, I feel I feel ashamed of myself. I feel like I haven't done enough. I feel like I've I feel like I should be and there's that should word, right? I feel like I should be further. I've been an entrepreneur for since I was twenty three years old. I'm now thirty six. I've had many businesses. I've had many experiences working in agencies and I've become heads and leaders, like leads, you know. Why am I still not where I want to be financially? So there's been a lot of that stuff. And I think when it comes to creating a business that is a creative business, it is tough for creatives because, you know, creative work doesn't always, it takes longer for people to, it's it's easy, I think, for people to say, no, I don't need that right now. Hmm. And that obviously impacts creative entrepreneurs right um and I've really felt that over my journey um so yeah there's that which is like an ongoing thing and I'm very aware of those feelings and those emotions that crop up um 
waves, man. It's all waves, but but overall, I'm feeling good, and I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling excited about this new chapter. Yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna be messy, <laughs> and it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be like it's gonna be messy. It's gonna be heavy. It's gonna be hard, but it's gonna be oh so full of love, like so full of love, <laughs> and I'm so excited to experience that that new kind of love. I'm I'm absolutely buzzed for that. I'm so excited. Like, I even feel it already. I'm just like, I can feel this little human moving in my belly. And it's such a weird, odd feeling, especially if I'm in the bath. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, hello. <laughs> um, likes to move around more when I'm in the bath. But it is, yeah, this feeling of love I'm excited for. <laughs> yeah, well, in terms of planning and actually coping with that, um, well, the horizon of planning and things you can or cannot predict is very is shortening now right so it's just three Mm. months until you actually know what it's like and what what it takes and how you're going to go about it uh so in three months do you feel are you procrastinating are you able to focus what's (laughs) how are you dealing with this short amount of time that you still sort of feel you're in control of yeah, I feel like question. Julia. I feel like Julia is talking from her ex- experience. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Well, when I was pregnant, I felt it maybe was some hear sort it. of. Uh, my daughter's almost ten now, so yeah, it was a long wow. time ago. But I felt like the pregnancy time was sort of in limbo, you know, in between time because I was kind of gradually wrapping up my involvement in work and sort of so I wasn't weren't planning any new projects or anything you know big or exciting I started planning sort of reducing my ambitions or whatever whatever I thought yeah so you kind of gradually wrapping up and reducing your load and mm. you don't know when will be the next time when you'll be able to be like full in full power in full capacity to plan and be able to execute so how are you what do you think about that do you have something similar or is it different yeah and i'd love to actually know from you like how long so how long of a maternity leave do you take and and how yeah um, what, what, what was that like for you how did you navigate that with with your own business (laughs) well the thing is um I it was a very it was first of all it was different time economically Hmm. it was 2012 so things Mm -hmm. were kind of much easier than even now for me personally um and I ended up being feeling like I'm on some sort of maternity leave all the way up she went to school at four, when she was four. Wow. So uh, it was sort of very gradual coming, kind of taking on more and more work gradually, but I still yeah. felt very much trapped in the need of, you know, arranging my life around the main, <laughs> the main mm-hmm. issue, uh, the child. Um, and obviously the childcare is very expensive before they go to school um so you for the full four years before she went to school I felt like I was 
mainly on maternity leave and just trying to do bits and bobs here and there and sort of just to stay in the business a little bit, doing part-time here, doing little projects and being really, um, I had to take it slow. I had mm. the support of my husband uh, financially, which is the most important part. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, but that doesn't make it much easier. Um, <laughs> no. And I don't know what what's what's your situation is. Um, yeah, well, thank you so much for sharing because um, I can. Yeah, I guess for the moment, like my husband has. A, a business as well and that's also what's kind of given a lot of anxiety and and pressure and stress and all of that on the financial side of things um love we've got love in abundance you know we've got a roof over our head we've got you know we're able to put food on the table and and my husband and I we're we're, we're very loving people like affectionate people so that that's baby's that's gonna really get a lot good. of yeah. baby's gonna get a lot of that um so but but yeah financially I mean even for him at the moment at the moment like his business is is actually doing very well because he works in um in the the industry of conservatory renovations um so his job renovates conservatories um especially at the moment where a lot of people aren't moving and then instead of moving buying a new house and upsizing they're doing more home improvements um he's got a really he's getting quite a, quite a good bit of business in he's just rebranded with a little help from me um and also got a new website and all that kind of stuff so um his business is actually doing well and has is it's good at the moment because it's relieving it's making me feel less oh so much less less pressure um but that's only happened in the last couple of months earlier on this year it was my business that was doing better um and bringing in money and and and, and all of that in last year it, the whole year it was my business that was was doing you know making the money and bringing it in so I was kind of holding you know I was the the the, the 18 yeah exactly I hate that word but yes you're right um um but but there's no other word to really sustain it really is there it's just like a person that brings yeah, the most it's... money it's a tough one it feels really old yeah. school as well that word the breadwinner I'm like oh yeah but yeah. you're right <laughs> um, I agree with you yeah yeah so so we're in a good space at the moment but also it's all temporary right everything's temporary 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 I like saying tempura um and it's all yeah it's it's, it's highs and lows peaks and troughs good good days bad days good weeks mm -hmm. bad weeks um and at the and at the moment it's it's good so what am I doing um practically what I'm doing to prepare and heads up I'm not the best person at preparing when it comes to my life I'm I'm, I'm great when I'm preparing for like workshops and things like that and I work from a work perspective when it comes to actually planning and preparing from a life perspective yeah I can I can I can do better I I need to do better <laughs> um, and I'm aware, I'm very aware of that but um what I have done from a business perspective if I if I, I, look, I looked at my business I'm I've had to really ask myself some some good questions like what kind of business five stories is a, like that's that's there that's there that's my calling that's my assignment that's my purpose that is why I'm on this planet to do this work I feel that in my bones that's not going to go anywhere but how I deliver that work 
in a smart way and make and by smart I mean less time and energy for my part and more money now that's the thing now what's going to take less time and energy from me but bring in more money and still deliver that that exquisite and and value and impact and change and experience that the work that I do is so known for and that we get told from all of our testimonials that we hear like that that people work with us for what does that look like so what I've done is is I've looked at uh, my services so instead of doing like these big kind of like massive projects with, with businesses that cost you know um five figures for example like you know, 15 20 grand or whatever it's like okay well how can we make it more accessible because it needs to be but also how can we work one-on-one because i i love working one-on-one with people to help them with their personal story and how and work and help them connect it with their business story because they're a consultant or they're a freelancer or they're a creative or they they're 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 starting something that's quite boutique or something like that or a community or whatever you know, I love working with individuals in that way so I was like okay cool let's let's offer some of these services package it up under a program so we've now just launched these um, one-on-one story coaching programs where people will work with me um, but also I've got another two people who are trained in the methodology and I want to start training more people in the five stories methodology so they can become five stories coaches so I create a course that trains up other people who are strategists, who are storytellers, who are personal branders, all these people out there. I find the best and I bring them on like, right, let's train you up in this work. And that becomes a course that they pay for, but then off the back of it, they get leads because of the five stories brand. So that's how I'm thinking about it. Um, I've got a book that I'm writing that I'm going to be launching next year. Haven't got a publishing deal yet, but my TED talk was that opportunity to, Let's do the TED Talk. That will support with getting the publishing deal. Let's write the book as much as possible. And then we can start going out and getting that deal and getting that out into market. Um, And I've also got a platform that has been made for about two years now. But what that platform is, is it's a course. Um, So people will sign up and mainly this is going to be positioned to founders and communities with founders. So VCs um, and also other founder communities that are out there um, where these communities and these VCs want to create a better experience for their founders to help them, them and their businesses succeed. Well, cool. Partner with us. We'll, we've got a program that's already pre-made and pre-built. Um, they go through this course at their own pace, but they also get one-on-one coaching with our story coaches and they pay per founder, per business um, for, that, for that membership. So that's how I'm thinking about the business. Smart. Um, less time and energy from me because the work is done. Like the, well, the work isn't done; it's never done. But the work is the foundation's there. And for me, what I love doing is I love developing and building and telling stories and learning more. How can we tell our stories better and building on the framework and the methodology to strengthen it to add more value through courses and content and um, and and workshops so so that's how that's how I've been thinking about the business and that's all pretty much set up now um I'm piloting some stuff the side of of maternity leave and then as soon as I'm back one-on-one coaching you know I'll get 
few of those in a month like that's keeping my head above water um mm-hmm. but also keeping me in the work and that's how I'm looking at it so that, that it makes sense in my head it makes sense Sounds on paper yeah yeah so we will you know let's let's touch base in in March April next year and I'll give you a I'll let you know how it goes <laughs> I'll let you know how okay. it's going. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna add all the links in the description, so I'm I'm sure like some founders are listening to us. So I think it's really useful, and I hope at at some at some point in my business journey, I will certainly ask <laughs> ask for your help, Amanda, <laughs> because yeah, oh, I feel like it's it's really that. it's it's really um it's really valuable and. Yeah. Thank you. As soon as you have your story figured out, I think everything else goes like on rails oh, after that. Yeah. 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 You, Amanda, you've mentioned coaches who coach you, your own coach, yeah. a business coach, and is it was it just one business coach, or do you have more support? What? I've had a couple of coaches. I've got a friend of mine who's also trained in the methodology of five stories, Bianca, Bianca Bass. She's like. She, she probably wouldn't call herself my coach and I don't and I've never labeled her a coach but she's definitely she's been a guide I'd, I'd, I'd say she's a guide for me she's helped to she really supported me with my TEDx talk and helped me get out of many holes with that <laughs> um she's someone that I'll also work with so um because she knows the methodology and knows how to deliver the workshops and deliver the work whenever I do the work for five stories or myself to reconnect with my story to make sure that I'm showing up in the most authentic and and true to myself way um I'll say Bianca we need to book in a session and she'll run she'll do what I do for people and businesses on me and my business so that's Bianca I have a business coach more in kind of like emotional but also financial um his name's Mark Seabright um he's also doing an MA in creative writing and storytelling so he's worked with us over the summer and has helped us with developing the methodology he's another person that's trained in it all as well but he he's been my coach for about six years through other businesses that I've had um my lawyer I wouldn't say he's my coach but actually he gives me great <laughs> advice um and he's 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 been a friend of mine he's, he's got me out of some some messy holes with, with companies in the past and founder breakups and all that kind of stuff you know um dodgy investors um yeah and then I have um I've had a few other people who um I had a coach in America specifically for TEDx who um coaches people to support them with their developing their TEDx talks and 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 practicing it and also another one as well in, in here in London as well um who is an actor um and storyteller and when I was working on my TEDx talk um she's she I, I knew her anyway because we've spoken about her working with five stories and collaborating with us but I was just like actually she's gonna be banging to support me with how I deliver the talk as myself but also bringing a little bit of theatre as well just to make it feel more fun um so yeah I'm, I'm open to new coaches any recommendations from you hit me up <laughs> um I think I think it's important I think having a business coach having just having someone doesn't even have to be a business coach having someone especially if you're a solo founder creative entrepreneur like working from home which let's be honest most of us are right now having someone to just hold a container that you can just pour all of your shit into like like 
you know what I mean? Like you, sometimes you just need to let it out. And I mean, my poor husband. Sometimes I'm just, I just go off on one. He doesn't even give me permission. He doesn't. I'm, I'm just going. I'm just like, like you're just gonna have to sit and hold this container and just hold it. Like just, just hold it. I know it's really heavy, but I need I need to pour it somewhere. Um, and I'm like, okay, cool, bye. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. Right, what's for dinner? Um, <laughs> but honestly, I, it's it's so important to like, yeah it's so important just to have those people that see you bigger than you see yourself that are there when times are tough and times are hard that are there to remind you about who you really are and that the work you're doing and why you're doing it and who and 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 why you're the person to do this work it's so important to have those people in your life and I love this this is what Bianca actually and I were talking about the other day she was just like we need people that put us in the path of our power we need people that will put us in the path of our power. So, yeah, we need to be have our eyes and hearts open and our ears open to, to, to yeah, meet these people. They're there. They're everywhere. It's just about being aware and listening and making sure that, you know, we're ready for them. Like because Sounds yeah. uh, similar to the empathy stage in the stories. <laughs> yeah, it does. I love how you're kind of, like, aware of the stories now and you're like, Connecting yeah, it up I can, I can, uh, yeah, I can sense the similarities here. We, we've um, almost created our drawing business today, so <laughs> we have. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we've done good. Yeah. We need a name now. What's the name? What's the name? Let's call it something. Oh, name. Yeah, well, particular drawings. <laughs> there we go. Particular drawings. Yes, that's so cool. Yeah, I love that. I love that. There's a story in that for sure. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, Shall we move to the recommendations part since yeah. we are yeah. recommending coaches? And yeah, okay. um, um, yes, so we asked you, uh, Amanda, to uh, come up with one book, one film, and one campaign, or it can be a brand in your case, maybe like some of your clients as well. In no particular mm. order, you can start from whatever you want to. Oh, gosh, I didn't even think about this. <laughs> <laughs> One book. One... You're the first person that honestly admitted to that because sometimes I can feel that people didn't prepare that and they're just coming no, off like, yeah. yeah. I knew so it was that's... there. I knew it was there, and in my mind, I'm just like, oh, I just come up with something in the moment. <laughs> Books. Okay, cool. So, all right. Um, a book that I'm listening to right now, which I think is a beautiful. So, so just for the listeners and for you both as well it I'm I'm not the best reader like when it comes to reading a book I get bored I get bored I love people reading to me so my husband we have our own little book club it's called book book club like we we go to bed it's kind of like our way to go to bed at a decent time and actually switch off and come off of all the screens like so we have book book club um, we have we're kind of a, way overdue, so actually we need a new book to read because we finished the last one. Anyway, the book that I'm listening to at the moment is called Honey Baby Mine um, by, excuse me, I'm just going to find out exactly who it's by because I completely have forgotten their name. Um, but she's an actor. Uh, Laura, Laura Dern and her mother, Diane Ladd. So they are mother and daughter. 
Um, it's a whole book which is about their conversations from their walks because Laura's mum has cancer and she's only been given six months to live. So, but they said that if she starts doing walks and getting more oxygen into her lungs, that it could extend that time. So they created this whole book off the back of their walks. So they just get to know each other and each other's stories. And it's, it's beautiful. It's just such a beautiful book, incredible storytelling. If anyone wants to have some yeah inspiration there. Um, so yeah, only came out, I think a month ago. So recommend that. Um, what was the next one? Sorry, podcast. Film. This podcast. <laughs> no, film, <laughs> film, film, film. <laughs> I recommend this podcast, particular. There we go. Um, film. Oh gosh, film, film, film. What have I watched recently? Or maybe uh... series of your choice. Oh gosh, if you knew what I was watching at the moment, I'm watching gossip girl at the moment just because it's just that numb that's so good i know it's so good why have i never watched it like i'm watching like my husband's like why are you watching this shit and then i see him and he's like he sat down watching he's like who's that what's going on there why did they break up i'm just like don't miss my programs and then come and sit next to me and get involved um yeah so i'm watching gossip girl at the moment i love it i just love it i just love i love i love stuff like that it is really cringy but um, yeah, I also love Blake Lively as well. Like she's just a legend. Um, so yeah, I'm watching that at the moment. I wouldn't say that's what I'd recommend. This is us in terms of like storytelling and human connection. This is us. If you haven't watched it, 100% watch it. I'm still working my way through it. There's so many series. There's so many episodes. It's, it's quite a lot. Um, and I'm also watching The Witcher. Like I love <laughs> stuff like that. It's what I watch with my husband. I'm the kind of person, I love watching loads of different stuff. Like yesterday we watched this new film that was on netflix which was about the telescope that looks out to space um the new telescope mm. i can't remember what it's called um James Bob. It's... yes no? yes yeah. that me and my husband are sat there we're watching we're just like proper emotional about wow like that's incredible like it worked it went up there it's there we've seen <laughs> pictures of like different galaxies and i'm just like this is madness why are we stressing over what for dinner like what we're having for dinner yeah. like do you know what I mean? Like we're not, yeah, that's we're great. So, yeah, yeah. So there's that. Um, and what was the other one? Uh, an ad campaign, or you can uh, tell us about a brand, for example, that you're really interested in right now. Oh, in gosh, terms of storytelling. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I have. I, I have actually come across a few campaigns, but even just, and I could share them with you, so you can pop them in the thing that I would yeah. say is an example of powerful incredible storytelling that we need more of in the world from brands so i'll share Amazing. this with you because i think that'd be good to put in the show notes but yeah. off of my head i don't know if i should okay. claim this ba- baby brain um but in terms of in terms of actual companies that i think are doing really great work at telling brands there's a company called hertility um which is all about uh, they have a line it's called you're not overreacting um and it's all about helping women to better understand their egg count and their hormones and and all of that kind of stuff and whether they're going to struggle to have children one day and just getting rid of all the bullshit out there um they're a company that I was engaging with before I fell pregnant actually because I was very scared that it was going to be really hard for me to fall pregnant and really hard for me to become a mum one day and I didn't know when I was going to be ready to my surprise and it was a surprise I fell (laughs) pregnant hello Um, (laughs) um which is magic and such a miracle but I I do think that company, the way they communicate with women, 
specifically because they're they are for women and for women who want to understand that how their their hormones better and understand from a if they want to have children one day like whether that's going to be possible in the short term long term like all of that kind of stuff so they can plan their lives because a lot of women are choosing to have children later in life now which and, and I consider myself one of those women because they want to live their life build their careers get more stable get more stability under their feet before they build a family and meet meet the right person <laughs> you know <laughs> like, and that too which is really important mm. um not to everybody but to a lot of people so yeah fertility is definitely one that that really connected with me um and I would recommend I love that line you're not overreacting like ovary yeah acting. yeah oh genius genius <laughs> I'm like that that is empathy story 101 that is empathy story net that nailed yeah (laughs) we will put that all in the description yeah fertility i've seen and they have really good branding as well like visually so it's worth checking yeah Mm. it really is so cool isn't it yeah Yeah, it's so cool it's such a cool brand i'm just like oh man i wish i I wish i was involved in that branding project that would have been fun and they're rad as well it's really cool with the dancing yeah 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 Yeah. i'm just like oh it's just engaging and that's what a great story does right a great story holds us and makes us feel felt like that's how I always describe it like what does the great story do it holds it holds it holds the person who's listening to it and it makes that person feel felt feel understood so yeah we'll leave it there (laughs) yeah thank you so much Amanda and thank thank you you for telling your stories and yeah uh, we are looking forward to seeing more of your LinkedIn posts and being Thank updated you. on how everything's going. And yeah, Thank congratulations you. on the pregnancy once again. It's really Thank exciting. Thank you so much. It really is. Yeah, next time we meet, I'll probably have a little bubba. So I'll be like, hey, meet. <laughs> I don't know who it is, but meet them. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it's been, been, yeah. been a really great conversation. And Julia, love Thank the interrogation. You. Please don't ever apologize for interrogating people. It's important that I, I love it. I'm like, bring it on. Like, oh yeah, cool. This is good. This is good. Feeling uncomfortable, but bring it. Bring it. Let's go. <laughs> I really, Thank I really, you. I really yeah. respect it and really value it. Thank you so much for all of your questions and for having me on here today. It's been great. It really has. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, All the links and all the mentions that we had during the podcast episode are going to be in the description below. Uh, Don't forget to rate us on all the platforms that you listen to. And yeah, keep listening to new episodes of Particular. Thank you so much, Julia. Thank you so much, Anastasia. And I just want to remind everybody, if you want to be on our podcast or if you know someone who will be so perfect for our particular podcast, drop us a line uh, and uh, we'll explore the opportunity.